Hi guys, welcome to the Healthy Postnatal Body Podcast with me, Peter Lapp, your postnatal expert. Today we are talking uh, postnatal depression and exercise. Here we go. So um, postnatal depression and exercise, I'm going to talk a little bit about the causes of postnatal depression, uh, at least part of them, and then the kinds that exercise can help with a little bit. Obviously, we're not going to go too deep into the real deep, dark postnatal depression, right? That is something that is far beyond my scope of expertise. Um, if any... Uh, people, psychiatrists, psychologists are listening and they think, actually, Pete, I'll help you out. I'll come on and have a little chat about it or I'll do a little blog for you about it. Then definitely send an email, peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys. What I'm talking about today are the various causes of um, postnatal depression because it's a bit more complicated than most people uh, think, it's, think it actually is. This sounds obvious, right? But there is so much more to postnatal depression and um, postnatal blues, what levels there are and all that sort of stuff. It's it's so much trickier than people seem to think it is. Uh, the reason I came up with this subject for this week as I was going to do something else was that Pam, who uh, manages the, the PR for uh, HPMB, who does like Facebook and, and media contacts and all that sort of stuff, received a request from uh, one of the national newspapers in the UK saying, yeah, we want a bit about uh, some comments on postnatal depression and exercise. And I thought, yeah, okay, like we can do a bit about that. You know, we did just did a lovely bit for angels and urchins about various other things. So I thought, okay. And the angels and urchins thing was about 300 words uh, per piece, per, per question. The Guardian bit said, okay, we want some exercise and postnatal depression thing. And can you do 200 words, please? And I tried. I'm telling you, I tried, people, but I just can't limit that to 200 words. It is so much more complicated than uh, just a 200-word bit. Just to give you an idea, 200 words when spoken is roughly a two-minute sort of job. Um, so you can imagine that you can't go in anywhere near enough depth. So I changed the subject for this week because I was going to do something about something else. Um, but we're changing the subject, postnatal depression and exercise it is. So we'll have a look at some of the causes, not all of them. Um, and we'll have a look at some of the causes that we can resolve by exercise and how we can best help resolve that by uh, by exercise and what kind of exercise you should be doing, what kind of exercise you maybe can be doing and uh, all that sort of good stuff. Now, I do have a bit of a cold this week. You know, yeah, that's the level of, uh, of dedication that I'm showing here. I'm trying to get this out, you know, even though I have a, I have a little bit of a case of the sniffles, uh, which at my age, you know, that's a bit of a, that's tricky in a look. So if you hear me sniffing every now and again, I do apologize. I'll try to 
edit all the little sniffly bits out. But then again, if you've got kids and if you have, uh, if you only have a little baby, then you're fine. But if you have toddlers, then you should probably used to running noses and, and discussing noises and all that sort of stuff. Right, so let's get into this um, this postnatal depression thing. First, let's have a look at this, some of the causes that I come across as a postnatal exercise guy. Because obviously the things I see are pretty much limited to cases that your GP sees as well, right? So I'm not talking about the really deep dark depression that has to be treated by a psychologist in a hospital, right? I'm talking about the slightly lighter uh, lighter cases, the, the feeling of alienation from your body, the feeling that you've kind of lost your place a little bit in the world because you're not going to work anymore, especially first-time moms seem to experience this quite a bit. Um, if they are first in their group of friends to uh, have a baby because all your all your friends are still at work and there you are with your little baby and it's all supposed to be nice and amazing and you've got bugger all to do throughout the day and then you can hang out with your new friends from your uh, from your antenatal class and your postnatal classes and all that sort of stuff but that's still different right that is just not the same as hanging out with your real friends. And when your real friends come over, they coo about the baby and you're kind of sitting there in the corner going, yeah, but what the what the hell is going on here? You know, um, it doesn't, if it does, then doesn't feel like how you expected it, that can be quite tricky to deal with. The same with the body. The body doesn't feel the way you think it should. You know, we've spoken about the whole bounce back thing before have a look on youtube and instagram for that particular video or have a like uh, look through the blogs but the body doesn't bounce back in the way that you were always told it would uh it feels alien it feels wobbly it, it doesn't feel right your sense of balance is gone and all that sort of stuff and that again can can be very disconcerting and the problem with that is a little bit that that's is something that is massively underestimated, even by the NHS. Um, the provisions aren't really there when it comes to postnatal care. It comes, it's, it's there, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking these guys. It is there for the really severe cases. But a lot of first-line healthcare professionals, uh, GPs and all that sort of stuff, if you're just feeling slightly wonky, they're not really sure how to deal with it other than, eh, it'll go away, which it doesn't always do. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so we've, we know that the sense of isolation can, can be a bit of an issue. We know that the body feeling strange can be a bit of an issue. Aches and pains become a real thing. And then we're talking about the pain cycle that I've written about before as well. You know, if you have any sort of chronic pain, then... That can be a thing. So postnatal uh, depression isn't necessarily something you feel immediately after you've given birth. It can be quite a while afterwards, you know, that, and you don't necessarily even, you might not necessarily even identify it as a postnatal depression thing. Uh, I personally kind of would put it in that area because the cause of it is the whole haven't been pregnant and giving birth thing. So when you have 
back pain that you've had for six, seven, eight months, and it's inhibiting the way you function, and it's getting you down a little bit. So that's the sort of thing that I would still class as a, as a postnatal issue, right? The I always think that if the cause is something to do with the pregnancy, so in this case, back pain caused by the pregnancy, then it's very tempting to... It's it's very easy to to miss that as a postnatal issue, and that's why the stats kind of get skewed a little bit. And I think postnatal depression is massively underreported uh, in the UK, especially because there is this very much this stiff upper lip sort of idea still happening. Um, you might not even realize you're suffering from it. You know, this is the old frog in boiling water uh, metaphor. So it's that. If you don't even realize that you've gone from, say, feeling like 100% to 99 to 95 to, to 80, and you drop down a little bit, before you know it, you're at 50 without even realizing it, right? So that can be 8, 9, 10 months after uh, after giving birth. That, that can The realization can then sit in. You don't even set in, and you don't even then realize it's still related to to a postnatal thing, and even then you might not uh, might not let the doctor know. So it's quite clear that these things can easily go underreported. Um, so let's have a look at the at the benefits of you know of diet and exercise. And um, obviously, with regards to the healthy diet, uh, I did one last week about healthy postnatal nutrition and all that sort of stuff. So again, we're not cutting anything out. We're not doing any silly uh, diets and all the sort of uh, stuff. They're not going to make you feel healthy. And better, but we know that having a highly nutritious diet definitely helps with uh, with depression. So, in which case, can exercise actually help? Now, we know that exercise always uh, helps a little bit with depression, but not necessarily. F- it doesn't necessarily fix everything, right? So, but we have already established a couple of cases. You know, when you, uh, when you have this, uh, when you're going through this pain cycle, this chronic pain. Exercise is likely to help there because we're actually uh, fixing the issue. The body feeling uh, wrong or alien, whatever you want to call that. That again is a very clear case of strengthening the body up, putting all the muscles back into place, having it function properly again. In that case, the exercise is actually helping resolve the issue rather than just treating symptoms, which is, you know, because we're actually dealing with, with the cause of the problem rather than just treating the symptoms, which is what like pills do and all that sort of stuff. Which brings me very nicely on to the problem of the current NHS guidelines. And I'll pro- I'll, I'll put this um, in this link in the, in the description of the podcast. You know, it basically says, yeah, you get a couple of, ass- you know, current treatments and all that. You get a couple of assessments for resolution of baby blues and assessed for depression and all that sort of stuff. And then they say, yeah, talking therapies are recommended as first line of treatment. And then second line uh, of, of treatment is antidepressant treatment. Okay, that's all well and good, but it doesn't actually solve anything. Right? You can talk about <laughs> talking about how your, how your back is always bothering you or talking about how your body doesn't feel right, isn't resolved by talking about it. Um, it, it might make you feel better because you get a bit of identification, but you can get that from other people. So uh, from other moms who are going through the same. So a group therapy thing in that case might definitely work. But in an ideal world, you have some sort of exercise program that actually makes sure that you feel 
right again, that you feel improvement, that you feel everything getting better, especially in cases such as diastasis recti. And I know I keep coming back to this one where we know this stuff doesn't heal itself a few months uh, after, uh, a few months postnatal. If it hasn't healed by then, you're going to need to help it along. Right? The NHS says, and kind of agree in 50% of cases, that it almost automatically heals itself postnatal uh, within two to three month period. But for the rest of you, you're going to need to help it along, otherwise you'll always feel that way. So talking to someone doesn't help that. Taking a pill doesn't help that. The only thing that really helps with that is actually doing the exercises. Um, obviously, if you go to your GP, the GP then says exercise helps, right? Which we know that they will say, and because my GP clients tell me that that's, that's what they will say. But the, we know the body isn't ready for jogging and all that sort of stuff. If you're still suffering from a weak pelvic floor and all that sort of thing, you can't necessarily go out jogging yet. Uh, walking obviously gets you, helps get you out of the house. So the walking advice that you get from the NHS works if isolation is your problem and feeling claustrophobic is your problem. Uh, walking helps get you out of the house, get you fresh air. And we, we all know that that helps alleviate symptoms of depression, but it doesn't solve any physical issues. You know, again, uh, any non-weight loss related issues. Obviously, if weight loss... Uh, if added weight is your is your big problem, then walking ten miles a day is going to help with that. But for everything else, it kind of just doesn't it doesn't help. Add on to that that you're likely to have a baby, potentially a toddler there as well, and and then how are you gonna actually get all that done and walk for a significant amount of time in a non-specific direction and all that sort of stuff? So it gives you fresh air but it doesn't necessarily solve your problem. Uh, so that means that we should kind of look at doing a structured exercise program. You know, something like, you know, MUTU, healthy postnatal body, any of the good, um, the good postnatal exercise programs that focus on getting your body back to functioning the way it really works and the way it should work and the way that it feels right so that you can get your confidence back and that all that sort of stuff kind of just falls into place again that three or four months after you've started the exercise program that you actually see results you feel results and you feel better and that's before you know it everything is lifted a little bit now a good exercise program let's such as the healthy postnatal body program which we do is um is focused on doing these exercises, the exercise routines, um, the daily ones especially, doing that in a mindful manner. You know, I talk a lot about the core breath and the f how to breathe properly and being aware of the muscles. So we always try to focus on the muscle contraction, um, but still in a way that we're aware of what's going on around us, but just not letting it, it uh, distract us. So that's basic mindfulness, right? That's kind of what the guys at Headspace and all that sort of stuff are always advocating as well. Be aware of your surroundings. That's okay. We don't, we're not meditating here. We're not shutting the world out. We're dealing with it. We're just not letting it distract us in a way that it stops us from functioning. And this will in turn help us deal better with stress and mild cases of depression can therefore easily, fairly easily be dealt with.
That's why it always drives me so nuts that, you know, the, the postnatal, physical postnatal care isn't actually included in the NHS in any sort of aftercare. Even even BUPA, even the private healthcare organizations don't really deal with it. Now, so this is why we put HPMB in place, um, because it's more affordable than some of the other uh, some of the other programs out there it shouldn't cost you a thousand pounds just to hire a personal trainer. And I know some of you have emailed me before saying there isn't even a postnatal PT in my area. So what can we do? Right. So there's a couple of good online programs available, um, of which HPMB is one. So something that would help is if these postnatal issues should be part of the NHS care package. Um, especially, like I said, especially the physical issues because they actually end up costing the NHS significantly more um, in time and resources and, and all that sort of stuff than any um, any postnatal exercise plan would. So obviously, again, this only pertains to fairly mild cases of postnatal depression, right? It's in the in the more severe cases, you you can't fix it yourself. You know you need to speak to someone. You can phone various organizations, Parentline being one of them. Uh, speak to your GP, and they can refer you to someone. I know the waiting lists are annoying, but you know it's better than being out there on your own. Um, always speak to someone about it. If you have, if you do have a PT, definitely speak to them about it. And if there is a physical cause behind. Uh, behind the, the the shade of depression that you're feeling, then that is something that they can then start focusing on and resolving that particular issue first. Or they can give you an exercise plan to help deal with the particular cause of it. So if your back pain or hip pain or knee pain or something like that is causing you problems, or even in the case of just... I've, I've come across clients before who, when it hurt to lift uh, the baby... And that was just because the tension immediately shot into the neck and all that sort of stuff. There are exercises for all that sort of thing uh, are available. And if we can then alleviate the physical symptoms of it, then quite often the mental symptoms go with it. So there you have it. You know, diet and exercise are fairly clear. They, they always help a little bit. But we need to put some practical things in place when it comes to uh, certain causes of postnatal depression. So uh, just about to wrap this thing up. Again, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, Peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. If you are indeed a uh, psychologist or someone dealing with um, heavy uh, postnatal depression cases and all that sort of stuff, do get in touch. If you have any any thoughts, I'd love to hear your thoughts and you know, where, where things are going, where it's coming from and, and what people should do and how useful diet and exercise actually is with regards to the more severe cases. Um, check out the other podcasts. Uh, the second episode was about nutrition, and in the description for that, there's a link to some healthy eating booklets. They're free downloads. doesn't cost you anything. You can just click on the download link, and they are all yours. Uh, and that's all just healthy eating stuff. Again, we don't focus on weight loss and any of that sort of thing here. Um, again, write in peter at healthypostnatalbody.com. Uh, sign up for your free seven-day trial at healthypostnatalbody.com. After that, it's only eight quid a month, which I still think is affordable. Uh, we have a new track about to play out, which uh, makes a nice change, I think. Um, so anyways, I'll catch you next week.
Ja, fan. 